What's up, Bulls Nation? You found yourselves locked on Bulls. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. Up ahead on today's episode, we're bouncing everywhere. First off, what's going on with Zach Levine after he had his appointment with a second doctor for a second opinion on this weird creaky knee he's got going on? We'll touch on that first. Then, the Bulls were calling big man Marco Simonovic from the Windy City Bulls on Wednesday morning. Is he finally going to get some run in Billy's rotation? And then we'll wrap things up with a look at the latest piece of media glorifying DeMar MVP DeRozan. That's right. He's a cover man for GQ, y'all. That's all next on a fresh Locked On Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome in to Locked on Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host, Big Dave Watson, at BOW, B-A-W-L Sport. You can follow us at Locked on Bulls. Also, hit us up on that text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. We will be doing mailbag on Friday this week, y'all. That's a promise. So send in your texts, your Bulls thoughts, your calls, any questions you have for us. Uh, All right. Big Dave. The Zach Levine knee mystery is the mystery of the century. Nay, the millennium. Uh, So here's what we know. Zach Levine flew out to L.A. to see his doctor. That was the doctor he saw when he initially tore that ACL back in 2017 when he was still a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves. And this is not so much a mistrust of the Bulls' own inner medical staff but they were supportive in Zach going. And what I heard from Casey Johnson in a Bulls talk pod the other day was that this is uh, as much, um, you know, a, a mental checkup as it is a physical checkup because this is a doctor who knows that knee, that left knee of Zach Levine very well. And that if that doctor who performed the recovering surgery on Zach's knee takes a look at it, and agrees with what the MRI that Zach had in January said, no structural damage, but maybe there's something else he might be able to tell Zach to put his mind at ease about the stiffness, the swelling that's coming and going occasionally, and how best to proceed in this scenario. But we don't know a whole lot more other than that right now. Dave, what are your thoughts on on this mystery of Zach's knee? Uh, I have two sides uh, for this right here. Uh, the first one is I am so glad that now the Bulls have a medical staff that forget the players can trust that I can trust. <laughs> they have a medical staff where I feel comfortable mm-hmm. that if they say something is wrong or you, you might want to see someone or whatever they looked at first, I have confidence in that if you go to a specialist and look at it again, they're going to be repeating the same things that they found because the Bulls have shown this season to actually be putting the players' health, you know, at the forefront of certain things. This is why mm-hmm. you see DeMar DeRozan taking a break, you know what I'm saying, on some back-to-backs. This is why they took their time with Zach. It's why they took their time with Kobe. It's why they're taking their time with Patrick Williams and his wrist injury and things like that. Because me personally, I think Patrick Williams can play tonight, but that's just me. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a meathead sometimes. But I'm sure they're they're much smarter than me in um, 
how they're waiting it out. So the fact that they have this medical staff that I have, you know, utmost trust in, and I use also lean on Derek Jones Jr. Uh, being out there, mm-hmm. you know, the broken finger and them letting them know there's really not much more damage. It's just about pain tolerance for you at this point in time. I trust that. You know what I'm saying? I have some trust in, in those things. Even when he went to the sideline for the first time, there's a medical person sitting right next to him. Like, hey, man, you OK? Like, you need to talk. We need to have a discussion. So that's one side of it. My other side of it, Matt, is full meathead. And this is why it's full meathead. So I'm looking at Zach Levine's post that he posted out after with, you know, the gift of Snoop Dogg with the praying hands together, you know, bowing. So like all other Bulls fans, I went full meathead on this. And, you know, I looked way too deep (laughs) into this to the point I tried to actually find this episode that he did this from because it's the voice. And I tried to find the episode of The Voice because I wanted to know why he was doing it. What did it mean? Was it was it a singer that was really good? And he was like, you're awesome. Was it somebody who got kicked off and he's saying goodbye and he was doing that just to make them feel better? I didn't know. I wanted to find that out. I haven't found that out. Some Bulls fan can out meathead me on that and let me know what that now is. It takes some serious sleuthing if you were to yeah. actually find <laughs> that episode. Yeah, but I don't think so. Snoop Dogg on The Voice. You can look that up. You know, you can look and see what Jackie he's wearing. You can, you can, there are ways to figure that out really easily. You know what I'm saying? That won't take you all day, but I just didn't have the time to do it. The other thing I'm looking at is, is Snoop Dogg's face. I'm like, you know, is making sure he's not grimacing when he says that. Is that a smile? Is that a, you know what? Uh, all right, guys, I'm just going to go ahead and bow out, you know, just relax. Or is it a thank you? I feel so good. This feels right. Awesome. Thank you for the news that you got. So you're diving deep into this stuff. And that's what I kind of came up with, Matt. I'm, in my head, I'm looking at this like he's all right. He's okay. Because I equate Snoop Dogg with love and happiness. <laughs> so when that's, I see Snoop, I'm, I get happy. That was, of course, my initial reaction, too, when I saw Zach tweet this, you know, a little after midnight Chicago time on Tuesday night. You see that from Snoop, a little bit of a smile, hands together, a little bit of a nod, and you assume Zach got good news. At yeah. this doctor's appointment out on uh, on the West Coast, he got good news, and that's yeah. what this tweet means. And then there was another part of me that thought, Maybe he just knows that there are millions of Bulls fans out there waiting with bated breath to hear how the second opinion times appointment went. But really, all this is is Zach saying, hey, I enjoyed the halftime show of the Super Bowl on Sunday. (laughs) Maybe that's all it is. But we need to know. We truly, truly need to know. And it's driving us crazy that we don't yet. Um, and, and so, you know, you and I were, were considering recording Tuesday night for our, for our Wednesday episode, but we decided to hold off in the hopes that we would get word on that appointment and how it went either Tuesday night or early Wednesday morning. Yeah. And we don't have much, but this did come out from shoot around from our pal Rob Schaefer over at NBC Sports Chicago uh, around 1130 a.m. Wednesday. Nikola Vucevic said after both shoot around that he spoke with Zach Levine last night to see how he was doing after the knee appointment. He said Levine, quote, seemed to be in positive spirits. Hopefully we can get him back sooner than later, end quote. So not a whole lot of hardcore intel there, but good spirits, which would align with the the Snoop gift tweet was, in fact, Zach signaling that it was good news. Yeah. Because here, here's the big picture reality, Dave. Multiple sources have indicated that it is confirmed that Zach doctors wise has been cleared to play 
and that the MRI on January 15th showed no structural damage. And Billy Donovan has said right now, it's about, like you said with DJJ, pain tolerance and, and Zach's mental strength knowing that he can trust this knee. And the fact that swelling sometimes happens after games and sometimes it doesn't. That mm. stiffness and or soreness happens during or after games and sometimes it doesn't. Then there was another thing that Casey mentioned in the Bulls Talk pod from yesterday about maybe there being like a little clicking going on in that left knee of his. And that could be somehow connected to the stiffness or the swelling or whatever that is. All that to say, Zach, we have seen him play through this in this last stretch of games. Mm -hmm. I think it's very apparent to most Bulls fans watching Zach play recently that he does not look 100% himself. Clearly. So that that is the decision that he and Billy and the team will have to weigh. He's clearly not playing Wednesday night against the Kings. He's got all-star break. They still have to decide whether or not he wants to participate in all-star activities. I would advise against it at this point just to be safe. But then when you come back from all-star break, is it just going to be more of the same? Maintaining this and playing through stiffness, swelling, soreness, those, you know, those three S-words that have Bulls fans sweating bullets right now, or, or is it something that can be resolved and that he can get all the way through? Because as you and I discussed the other day, if the Bulls are trying to make a deep playoff run, they need Zach at 100%. That's what they need, period, and point blank. And let me touch on something you just said right there, which is something I said, I talked about yesterday, pain tolerance. That scares me with Zach Levine because Zach Levine has shown you that he's got an extremely high pain tolerance because he wants to be out there no matter what. Back spasms, be damned, I'm playing. Knee swelling, be damned, I'm playing. And he wants to be out there helping his team. So sometimes players have to be saved from themselves because Zach's pain tolerance is very, 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 very high. We've seen it. It's what it is. And which is, for me, Matt, is just about getting him healthy, but then just getting to the playoffs. Because then the playoffs is when all that pain tolerance and things really come in handy in those situations right. like that. And that's fine. But we want to get there. And we want Zach, we need, want, want and need Zach Levine to be there if we're going to make a deep playoff run uh, this season, man. He is that vital and that important to the team. So I don't want his pain tolerance to take over you know, uh, uh, medical advice, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, for what he should be doing to keep himself well. Because luckily the Bulls have been winning games. Of course, they have deficiencies without right. Zach and a bunch of others being on the floor. But they're still a top two team, a tie for first right now uh, in the Eastern Conference. So we can maintain, you know what I'm saying, while he gets some rest. But I just want him to do what's best for him and not him thinking, i got to be out there no matter what because my team needs me. Yeah. Speaking of that, tie for first, shout out to our pal John Sabine and his Mavs for knocking off the Miami Heat on Tuesday night. Hey-oh! <laughs> Appreciate you. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll see what develops between now and the rest of the week uh, as far as any updates from Zach Levine. Maybe we'll hear more when uh, Billy's available chatting with the media before tip-off uh, against the Kings Wednesday night. Uh, we also got to talk about Marco Simonovic getting recalled from the Windy City Bulls. We'll do that next. But first, NBA fans... Are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app. It's called Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know you will too. 
It's mm. super easy to use. First of all, you pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10x on any entry, and it's just you versus those projected numbers from prize picks. It just can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. PrizePix is also safe and offers fast, easy withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. PrizePix offers a variety of options. Any prop you can think of from point score to rebounds, even steals. There are also mixed sport entries allowed. And PrizePix doesn't just offer NBA. They've got options on college hoops, soccer, MMA, baseball. If they actually get past this stupid dispute going on in MLB right now when they do you got prize picks baseball available as well so here's what you do for a limited time prize picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our listeners you can get $50 free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single fantasy point but you must use code NBA that's right this is an exclusive offer available to our locked on bulls listeners sign up today and use Promo code NBA for $50 free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. Prize picks, it's daily fantasy made easy. All right, Big Dave. Uh, other news Bulls were calling Marco Simonovic from the Windy City Bulls on Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting to me. I, I before we hit record, I was telling you it's kind of curious timing to recall Marco. Because the Bulls finally got a front court piece back at Derek Jones Jr. Uh, you know, Javante, knock on wood, questionable uh, on Wednesday against Sacramento. He's been, you know, battling a few uh, nagging ailments here and there. Uh, you know, but he's been given the Bulls amazing minutes as a undersized power forward. And Marco, in all of the weeks and months that this Bulls team has been shorthanded, when he had been called up, has only been able to crack the rotation in mop-up minutes in games where the the game is decided late in the fourth quarter. So I find it interesting that they're calling him up right now. What about you? Uh, The reason, I guess the reason I don't find it as as interesting as you is I'm thinking about Zach Levine being out. And I'm like, well, maybe they're just like, well, we're going to need a roster spot and we're going to need a guy to fill that. And who can we go to do that? And it's going to be Marco. He's he's obviously the best one available there. Um, like you said, like, I can see why you would look at it like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, hold on. Wait a minute. Who's hurt? <laughs> like, who's hurt? Damn it. Tell me who's hurt. Like, I, I can see where that is, man. I don't I don't have that mindset of it uh, only because of how forward and, and straight up the Bulls have been with mm-hmm. the Bulls fans as far as, you know, what's been going on. Like, think about it, Matt. Like, you got players talking about the swelling in Zach's knee. You got Billy Donovan telling you the discomfort he's been feeling game after game with his knee. That's not normal for the Chicago Bulls to be that forward with the fans and with everybody in the media about what's going on behind those closed doors. The only thing they don't tell you is mm-hmm. trades <laughs> that mm-hmm. they're making, is moves that they're making. That's basketball stuff. But health and all, they've been very forward with these guys on that stuff. So that's why I, I'm not freaking out about it uh because i think they would say something we would kind of know uh if somebody was really really uh just down and, and right. it's gonna be hurt but i will say um him bringing him up that was my first thought was oh that just means zach is gonna be out or or even javon javante might be getting a rest because he ended he showed he like you said showed up on the uh injury report as questionable 
Right. The, you know, the other curious, curious part uh, about that is that Tyler Cook went back down to Winnie City the other day and maybe just yeah. to get a little bit of run. Um, but, you know, Tyler Cook is a guy that you and I have talked about as a potential, you know, front court depth piece that Billy yeah. Donovan has looked to at times this season, but not not so much recently. Um, uh, for any Bulls fans out there who aren't paying super close attention to the Windy City Bowl season we got going on, here's mm-hmm. what Marco's looked like. So 20 games, including 18 starts for Windy City for Marco, averaging 15.7 points, 10.3 boards, couple of assists, uh, shooting 57% from the field, but mm. just 23.9% from behind the three-point line. And that was certainly a concern when looking at the you know scouting report of Marco coming over mm-hmm. from Europe when the Bulls took him with a second-round pick in 2020. Mm-hmm. Maybe he could develop into a stretch big in the NBA, but that outside shot was not looking all that NBA-ready. Mm-hmm. And... I've noticed a couple of things in this recent stretch of games for Marco with with WCB. He is putting up some some monster stat lines. Like he had a twenty and twenty game last week. His his rebounds and scoring averages have ticked up a few points, a few boards over his last ten games. And here's the other little curious nugget that I saw, Dave, in his last ten games for Windy City. Marco's three point percentage has gone from that atrocious season long mark of twenty four percent up to nearly 34% mm. over his last mm. 10 games. Could it be that Marco is starting to find his shot a little bit? Because you need Marco to give you at least a couple of things if he's going to crack Billy's rotation. We know that as a big, he is able to get out there and run the floor, um, w- which is a positive. But certainly a liability and a sieve on the defensive end doesn't really seem to have nearly – anywhere close to the strength needed to bang with some of the bigger bodies of NBA bigs. Right. And if he's not doing that, and he also can't help you space the floor on the offensive end, there's really not a whole lot that's usable there. Hmm. So if he starts being able to space the floor, at least I, I guess that's something, but all that to say, do I think Marco now that he has been recalled now is going to crack Billy's rotation when you know what like tonight against Sacramento probably not and then you got eight days off but until you play the Atlanta Hawks on February 24th so right I I mean I I I just find it curious that they're they're calling him up now and yes he's been playing better for Windy City of late Mm -hmm. but I think you know the bottom line of this story is that at no point when he has been on the Bulls real team because they've been shorthanded hasn't been able to crack Billy's rotation at any point. Yeah, and also, like, that 2020 game, he did it in under 30 minutes, which was just <laughs> – it's, it's absolutely insane. That's an insane stat line. What I love, Matt, so, so much about all of this discussion about Marco is it is what good teams do when they're developing a player. I'm not used to that. I'm used to throwing them out there and hoping for the best. And saying, let's see if they develop. We have to develop him on the floor. That's the only mm-hmm. way he's going to get better. I'm not used to sending somebody to the G League, letting them grow that way, and then bringing them in, and then you know, not even playing them, just letting them be here. You know, it's a warm up. Sit there, learn the game a little bit. Might get in when the last two minutes of the game or something like that. Go back down to the G League, take what you've learned, continue to grow. 
because I remember again, Bulls fans overreact a lot, but I remember when he first got here, his first looks in the G League. Oh, bust the worst. Nope, not gonna do anything for the team. What did they get off? He's not ready. That's the point. He's not ready. So you got to let him develop in the G League. And we're not used to that. We're not used to seeing guys go. That's usually the place where we just would send players who are coming off of injuries to go sit them down there for a game or two, get them right, and then bring them right back up. This is brand new, you know what I'm saying, to myself and to a lot of Bulls fans to watch a player be developed through the G League like it's supposed to be. This is normal that we're seeing this right here. So him bringing back, calling him back up, maybe is the last game before uh, the break. They just want him to, you know, to, to get to see the floor, you know what I'm saying, to look at the team and things like that. I'm not looking too hard into it at all, though, Matt. I'm not because I'm not we're not going to need him for for anything for what this team is going to do moving forward. Matt Thomas is going to get tick over him. You know what I'm saying? He's going to get that tick, Matt. So why am I worried about Marco? I'm, I'm not concerned about it. When when you're telling me the 15th person on this team, the legend himself, is going to get these ticks over him. So obviously he's not ready or prepared to be in the NBA in the NBA game. But yeah, they have their reasons for why they want to bring him up. I don't think it's because of anything super drastic or super crazy right now that they're just doing this. Like, oh man, we got to get him on the roster because we're yeah. going to have to play him kind of yeah. thing. I just think, you know, yeah, they're just doing their due diligence of what they've been doing, just bringing them up because, like I said, Zach might be resting and they're going to need that roster spot. Yeah, I, I mean, I think a lot of Bulls fans would have liked to see Marco be a more readily usable piece this season sure. considering the injury to P-Dub and sure. the fact that Tony Bradley has not been – He's been Tony you know, <laughs> beloved by this team's uh, fans so far with his performance this season. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, people saw a correlation of, oh, you know, it's AK. He, you know, he he found that gem, Nikola Jokic over there. And, and Marco played for the same team. He played for Mega, the same team yeah. where Jokic was playing over in Europe. And so that must mean that this is the next Joker, right? And it's, it's like insane. you're it's insane. you're you're <laughs> making wild connections to dots that don't exist, yeah. um, other than a handful of you know coincidences and overlaps. But I, you know, when I looked at Marco's tape from playing over in Mega when the Bulls, you know, drafted him, I I said this looks like a draft and stash. Yeah. And he and he was did not play for the Bulls last season. They let yeah. him stay over there for another year, brought him here. And then when they signed him and gave him one of those 15 spots, I think Bulls fans figured, well, that means they're going to use him. Not, not ready. To win. And, and look, just just because he has not been able to crack Billy's rotation this season does not mean he is a bust. Does not oh, mean. Thank that. you. Does thank not you, mean. Matthew. Yes. Thank you. And please remember. AK said exactly what Matt did when they got him. He's raw. He's a drafting stash. He said that. <laughs> That's what he said. So why am I tripping? You know what I mean? It's nothing to be worried about. We know what he is. He's a drafting stash. He's a guy still getting acclimated. He's still a G leaguer doing this thing. I love the right. fact that he's 20 and 20 in cats, but mm-hmm. he let him grow. It's still right. got time. Let him grow. I, you know, keep working on that outside shot and hit the weight room. That's that's what yes. Bulls fans should be wanting from Marco right now. Correct. Jacking up threes in in practice after practice and hit yep. that weight room. Uh, yeah. All right. We also got to talk about something fun, which is Demar Woo! Derozan's cover on the latest GQ. Woo! 
we're gonna do that next but first big dave tell the people about all the fun they should be having a bet online Ooh, I know you had fun putting some money on that Super Bowl. I know you did. I know a lot of y'all got some wins out there. But man, if you didn't use Bet Online, then I don't think you did it right. Because Bet Online has got all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next coach is going to land. Bet Online is that number one spot, y'all, for all your sports betting needs. It remains the best spot for all your sports, scores, podcasts, and all the news this season. And guess what, y'all? It's not just basketball, hockey, boxing. UFC odds right on down to the Olympic coverage. You know you've been watching them Olympics, man. You're like, what sport is that? I don't know what it is, but it looks weird and cool. I'm going to put some money on it. Bet online is where you go do that at. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Mm, do the Olympics, the Olympics, the Olympic sports. All right, DeMar DeRozan um, making noise, MVP candidate kind of noise in the league recently with this stretch of of games he's put together. And he's also making noise on fashion magazine covers. Uh, GQ hype, how DeMar DeRozan became the NBA's best closer. Um, And so this interview that was done by Tyler R. Tynes, um, photography by Daniel Stewart, Demar looks just awesome in all the photos in this in this GQ shoot. Um, <laughs> but the the first interesting detail that popped out in like the first paragraph of this day for those of you who haven't read it yet, I did not know that Demar Derozan bought Juanita's house. Mm. Juanita, as in ex wife of Michael Jordan, mother of Michael Jordan's children. That Juanita, yeah. Demar Derozan bought her house. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you like, honestly, if you're going to come to a brand new city and you're going to show up there and you don't know where you go and you don't know where to stay, where would you trust staying more (laughs) than the wife of the greatest player to ever play this game? I think I would trust that. You know know that house has been well looked after. Correct. Correct. (laughs) Correct. It is maintained and it's going to be okay. Oh, Juanita Jordan lives here? Yeah. Give me that cash, whatever they want want to spend on it. It's yours. Give me the keys. I'm moving in. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Just like so much great stuff in here. Uh, Obviously, I loved the the part about the advice he got from Kobe Bryant when he was a young NBA player. Mm -hmm. Um, Kobe would often tell DeMar to be true to yourself. Master whatever it is you're comfortable with at first before anything. Do not let your mind change while you are on a singular journey that others could never understand. Um, You know, obviously, even more, uh, you know, sort of like poignant to know that this is now like advice that Tamar still holds dear to him from someone who who he and the world has lost with the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant uh, and the fact that they were very close. But the, the part about mastering what you know you are the best at and worrying about that first and foremost. And that absolutely correlates to DeMar showing everyone in the NBA this season. I'm still the king of the mid range. And guess what? The, you know, there, there might be certain analytics that say it's, it's not my best interest to shoot threes, but right now I am mastering and have mastered and Mm -hmm. continue to dominate 
my mastercraft, which is the art of the mid range, which is not actually all that lost, despite the fact that people like to talk about it that way, Dave. Yeah. Well, and again, like I said, when I was reading this article, I was like, I guarantee you, Matt is going to say exactly what I wanted to say. And yeah, literally the first thing. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I love them. It's just what it is. But man, dude, that that really hit me when when I read that part. You know what I'm saying? And of course, it, you know, it has more meaning now. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, Kobe is physically uh, no longer with us. But it has to have way more meaning for a guy he told it to. And DeMar DeRozan, a guy who he said in that article, he idolized, you know what I'm saying, as a young kid coming up. It was about Kobe Bryant. Remember, he's from Compton. So watching Kobe and with the Lakers coming up, that had to be everything. You know what I'm saying? And you just watch his game, man. I also love when he said, um, uh, where is it again? It was at the very, very beginning. I love it when people tell me I can't do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, man. You and what 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 do you think they were telling him in the offseason that he can't do? You ain't got it. You the mm-hmm. worst free agent offseason signing. You're not gonna move the needle at all for this team. You don't know what I don't know what the Bulls are doing. This is not gonna be worth it to pay you this kind of money. Yeah, I'm sure he heard all of those things and just said, Yep, filing right up here in the old brain. Gonna remember all of that when I start giving y'all this work out here. And that's just what he's been doing. He's been completely unstoppable and he's doing it matt without that three-point shot and that is not what the nba is today so mm-hmm. that what reigns so supreme with what kobe said you're not a good three-point shooter or you don't take them you know what i'm saying whether you're good or not it's not what you do you know what i'm saying you're not uh that, that kind of guy but you know what you are also matt the footwork getting space hitting tough shots from anywhere on the floor your mid-range dominating cats in the fourth quarter and now you're also awesome at getting guys involved with mm-hmm. you in the game so he focused on those things and you get a guy who's having an mvp type season uh another one of my favorite paragraphs uh from this gq author when he's talking about the fact that demar and we've heard this from before from demar this season is that he's he's happy and he has rediscovered his joy of playing basketball this season for the first time in a while and Part of that was uh, how how heartbroken he was to be traded away from Toronto, which was his you know adopted home, uh, and and that you know he he wanted so badly to be a part of uh, a championship in Toronto, and that um, while he was playing in San Antonio, uh, you know learning a lot from Pop and 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 changing new elements of his game, but kind of losing himself a little bit, all the while dealing with the fact that his father was very sick over that you know the majority of that time he spent in San Antonio. And he was flying back to to California to visit and be with his dad. And the fact that right around this time last year, he lost his dad um, and, and all of that. And finally, coming to Chicago, free agency for the first time in his career, having the freedom to make that decision um, and and finding joy in playing basketball again. And, and this paragraph just absolutely summed up to me perfectly what it's been like for DeMar this season. He's finally in a place to fight back. Don't think he didn't see you talking shit about him all those years. Couldn't hack it in the modern NBA? Fuck you. Isn't an analytics darling? Fuck you. Wouldn't make it as the face of the new Chicago Bulls? He's too busy laughing to answer that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that thing about being the face of the Chicago Bulls, there were multiple times throughout this, this interview uh, with GQ that the author referred to the Bulls as the best team DeMar DeRozan has ever played on. 
you know, one of the best teams in the NBA. And look, I don't know how closely this GQ author has been following the NBA this season, but I guarantee you what he at least did was take a look at the NBA standings and say, oh, look at this. The Bulls are good. DeMar DeRozan is putting up career best numbers. Yeah. Put the two and two together. You know, look, look, it's it's not the same thing as NBA Twitter junkies like you, like me, like some of our listeners yeah. out there who are looking at every nook and cranny of NBA stats after every night's games. GQ is a different media outlet for a different crowd of people. But mm -hmm. in this, GQ, still a huge deal. Still a massive, yeah. massive publication. And in it, DeMar DeRozan is the face of the Bulls winning franchise. It's been a while since the Bulls have had that kind of attention in a media style such as this absolutely right matt um and of course you talked touched on the second thing i wanted to talk about <laughs> was his trip to san antonio um that that really got me because this is what it made me think of how everything kind of lines up in life sometimes he goes to san antonio and they and he said it and they said it in there he was pissed off because he's leaving toronto he's going to san antonio what better coach do you want to be around when you're going through something tragic with your family than Greg Popovich? Who is better to be understanding about what you're feeling, about what's going on with you? I'm, I don't think it was a better situation for him to grow, not only as a basketball player, but as a man. There was not a better situation for him than being in San Antonio. Because like he said, he's flying back and forth you know what I'm saying? From games to see his father and things like that. There are a lot of coaches who I don't think would be okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Who who wouldn't be sympathetic, as sympathetic as Greg Popovich is. You know the kind of coach he is, the kind of person he is. It's been well documented that, you know, kind of person Greg Popovich is. It was a perfect thing for DeMar to grow as a man first to be under a guy like Greg Popovich. And I know this stuff because from talking to the guys like Will Purdue about what Greg Popovich is and what he can really do for you mentally as a human being. And you just see it, Matt. You know he was more understanding and more caring than I think a lot of coaches could have been. You know what I'm saying? More empathetic and sympathetic than a lot of coaches could have been. You know what I'm saying? Um, not to say they don't have those skills, but it's just something about Greg Popovich's way of doing things. That is a perfect situation for that. The other thing that it did was grow him as a basketball player on the floor. Because like they said, he's playing minutes at position he never played before. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he's playing these at, at Papa's asking him to do stuff he never did. Hey, man, I want you to go out here. I'm going to put you and four other dudes who are not even on your level, and they're going to be spaced out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you just go inside, and you find where they're open at. What? I'm used to ISO ball. This ain't what I do. Yeah, but I need you to do that. So not only does he go in there and he learns that, he thrives at it. He gets better at assisting. He gets better at seeing the floor. He gets better at knowing when to take the shot, when the defender is doing something that they shouldn't be doing. He learned the game more from a guy like Greg Popovich. So now coming to Chicago, taking what he was in Toronto with all that dominance and scoring, but also now a more mentally tough and stronger human being. On top of that, he combined them and brought his wonderful things here to the Chicago Bulls, and now you're seeing the full thing about it, man. And that is just what's so awesome and beautiful about it.
Yeah, and one of the last quotes from Demar in this uh, interview: "Going through everything you go through, sometimes you've got to get knocked down to understand and appreciate your way back up. Mm-hmm. Um, you appreciate it all a lot more when you get knocked all the way down when you thought you were at the top." Um, mm-hmm. Speaks exactly to what you were just talking about with the way that Demar has sort of navigated this path of his and his NBA career, and at 32 years old, and uh, you know kind of an afterthought across the media or, or, or across the media perspective of the landscape of NBA stars. Yeah. Again, nobody saw this coming from DeMar this season and he's doing it in a Bulls jersey and it's, it's awesome. And it's awesome that he's getting this kind of recognition from all kinds of media outlets and that he seems to be genuinely enjoying himself and that, and he also says this towards the end of this interview. The only thing that matters to me right now is winning. That's my only approach that's my only satisfaction. Mm. Mm. And he's mm. certainly he's he's certainly playing like it. My God. <laughs> Come on, baby. Oh, be happy about this, Bulls. We got one of them dudes. We got one of them dudes, baby. Oh, feels good. Feels good. Just, good. just looking fly as hell on the cover of this yeah. oh. GQ. My God. Shout out to yeah, you were like GQ, you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Bulls got yeah. themselves that GQ fellow right there. Um, yeah. read, read this interview on GQ if you haven't already, Bulls fans. It's great. It's awesome. It's not that long of a read, uh, but it gives you some great insights into what DeMar's been going through this year and throughout his entire life. Um, all right, that is it. We covered a lot of ground today. Hopefully, everybody cross your fingers. We'll get some more good news on Zach Levine before the game or after the game tonight when we hear from Billy Donovan. And then that's it. Tonight, Bulls Kings, hopefully we get a win, five straight to head into the All-Star break. Have a share or all of first place in the East at the All-Star break. Uh, and then, you know, we go from there. But we'll uh, So we'll have a Thursday episode for y'all talking about the Bulls-Kings, regardless of what happens there. And then Friday, like I said, we'll do some mailbags. So hit us up, 331-979-1369. Any of your Bulls thoughts, comments, questions, inquiries. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck, at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports, bow. and at Lock on Bulls. For Big Dave, Matt saying, see Red be good. <laughs>